Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I am your host, Victoria Lynn. This week, we are joined by the newly crowned Miss Allegheny Valley, Kaylee St. Pierre. Kaylee, I want to first off say congratulations on joining the Miss Pennsylvania class of 2023. I want to say how excited I am to have you there. And I know many of our sisters are excited to have you as well, especially as a newcomer. It's it's really awesome to see this program grow. And you have just been such a wonderful, you know, advocate for your social impact initiative and just, just an awesome addition. So we're really happy to have you. Um, but for our listeners who may not know you, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Great. Well, thank you so much for the welcome. I'm so excited to be a part of the class. Uh, my name is Kaylee St. Pierre, like you said. I'm 19 years old. I'm a student at the Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and my social impact initiative is the I in Confidence Project. So tell us more. What is the I in Confidence Project? So the I in Confidence Project is just a way to inspire the next generation of confident young women. I know I struggled a lot with self-love and confidence in middle and high school. And when I got to college, I realized that there wasn't a lot that I truly liked about myself. So I wanted to change my perspective on that. And I wrote a bunch of things down. I have a little guide journal that's in the works that I hope to get out to young girls out there. So that way it's a bit easier to navigate the world, especially with social media nowadays. So that's all the project really is, just trying to make the world a better place by talking to girls who were like me, who can hopefully one day step into my shoes and discover their own self-love and confidence. What does confidence mean to you? Confidence to me, um, it fluctuates for sure. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what? Definitely look like a sack of potatoes, but that's okay. We're going to roll with it. And the next day I wake up and I'm like, maybe I am the next uh, supermodel. Who knows? But it's just waking up and knowing that either way that I still like who I am. So potato sack or supermodel, I'm still happy to wake up, go about my day and know that if I make a mistake or I don't perform in the way that I would like to, that there isn't really a punishment at the end of it. It's simply that happened. I'm going to take that as it is and we're going to move forward. That's all it really is to me. So I know one of the focuses for your community service initiative, as we're calling it nowadays, um, is to provide people with tools that can help them gain confidence and build their confidence. If you had to pick your top three tips for feeling more confident, what would they be? First off, our post-it notes are on the mirror. I do this for myself. I have them on my bathroom mirror and on my standing mirror. Every time I feel really good or I know an outfit looks great, I'm like, you look amazing. Look at look at the way your hair looks today. Your makeup is amazing. Anything that you think is something that would build your confidence, stick it on the mirror. Another tip for the mirror as well is to put a picture of your younger self up there. Because I know that growing up, I used to look in the mirror and be like, oh, there's a pimple here. I have like an extra role here, this and that. But if I look at six-year-old me in a cute little cheer costume, is that something I would tell her to her face? Am I going to say, you're ugly because you have this or this and that? You're not really going to say that to your six-year-old self. So it kind of helps to revert those negative thoughts. So that's, I'd say that's one and a half. <laughs> um, two, I would definitely say to uh, watch what you consume on social media. If there's something that you see that makes you feel bad about yourself, just block it. At the end of the day, you're not required to follow that person. You don't have to watch that YouTube video. You don't have to be a part of that social media group. Find people that look like you. Find people that inspire you to be a better version of yourself and stick to that kind of content. Uh, I think for three, I would definitely say to just take it a day at a time. 
you're not going to wake up the next morning and be like, I love myself because it's not that easy. But I will say that there will come a time where you don't have to like fight and correct those things every day. So there will be one day when you wake up and you realize, wow, I actually am improving. I do feel really good today. I feel really good about myself. And it just kind of goes up from there. It's not going to be a perfect process. There are going to be bumps in the road, but you're definitely going to feel so much better once you start correcting those negative thoughts and that negative self-talk. You mentioned that, you know, a lot of your social impact initiative, your community service initiative, it was inspired by your own struggles with confidence. And then the struggles that you saw women similar to yourself and similar in your age group suffering as well. Self-confidence seems to be like an easy topic to tackle, but in reality, it isn't. And I think, in fact, for most people, confidence is a learned skill, as as you've kind of proved, Um, but kind of giving it a new type of lens to look at. I think it's also a skill that disproportionately impacts women. And, you know, we are held to a certain standard of beauty. We are held to a certain standard of capability. Today, we we expect so much of women and, and what they're able to do. So today we're going to be talking about the way that the confidence project that you are building impacts and intersects with sustainable development goal five, which is gender equality. The targets for this goal include bridging the gaps between men and women, and of course, empowering women to find success, whatever that may be. Um, In today's world, like I said, women are expected to to be able to handle it all, you know, running a household, running their own business, being all of a million different things. And for that, confidence is obviously key to succeeding. So when discussing confidence and the importance of it, do you think that confidence is measured equally for men and for women? Absolutely not. I think that when you look between a comp, like if you would describe a confident man and a confident woman, you'd be looking at very different traits. And I think that especially in the workplace, like you were saying before, um, men are more likely to apply for jobs for which they are not qualified for. And women will only apply for jobs for which they are a hundred percent qualified for. And that gap in confidence is what's preventing women from rising up in the workforce. And I think that by tackling that at a younger age, when they're just starting out elementary school, middle school, high school, college, when they get to the point of applying for these jobs, they can take that leap and say, you know what, I am confident I can do this job if I don't have this qualification to go with it. I can make that application, I can go forward and tackle it. And then if it doesn't work out, I'll move on to the next. I think that you kind of gave a perfect transition into my next question, you know, talking about the corporate world specifically or any industry. I'm an entrepreneur. I run my own business right now. I'm trying to incorporate a nonprofit, which has been a big struggle, but to be a female entrepreneur is kind of a nuance that we're seeing in this world. But unfortunately, female leaders, confident women, strong women are often described as being bossy, snarky, arrogant, while men are praised for the same traits but aren't used or described with the same language. So how do you think that the language that we use to describe masculine versus feminine traits impacts people? I definitely think it's a really big impact. I don't know how many times I've been called bossy. I take control of a room in a negative manner when in fact that is my job in that position. And I think it just kind of starts by like making those switches. If someone says something that's like, oh, she's so arrogant, she's so cocky, when in reality, she's a speaker that was paid to be here. 
just remind them that, oh, well, this is a leadership conference. That is her job. You know, she's an empower, empowering woman. She's a confident woman, things like that. Correcting them at like the base level is a way that we can make a change as a whole. Personally, my favorite song that was my number one on Spotify last year was The Man by Taylor Swift, in which she talks about that um, she was told that um, she was cocky and everything, when in reality, if it was like a male singer that was doing all of that work, then he was praised for all the work that he did, like you said before. But she said that if I was the man, then I'd be the man. And that's how I feel like a lot of women feel when they're in the workplace, because it's like, well, I have all these great accomplishments and I've done all this stuff but I still feel like a second-class citizen in my workplace because I'm not receiving the same kind of praise for my work. So I think we have a lot of work to do to get to that point, but I think we are starting to see a small shift and we can all be a part of making that shift by just correcting the people around you, be cautious of what you say. And if you see an empowering woman doing something that you're proud of or you're happy to see, just make sure you let her know because it's not easy to be up on a stage and saying all of these things and doing great work if you keep hearing all the negative stuff all the time. So just one person saying, I really, I really love what you're doing. I think you're doing great work. I'm so proud. I feel so empowered by what you're doing. I think that can make such a big difference in our society. I love the point that you made where we need to take action in correcting people's language. And I think that's so important. I think a lot of the times we think of that when we're discussing certain things like microaggressions. I know a lot of, there's a big push to correct people to be politically correct. And I know for some listeners, they might not agree that political correctness is important, but it really is, you know, using the proper language when describing somebody, using the proper words, using the proper pronouns, doing something to validate the way that people feel and, and, you know, empower them to, to find that confidence through themselves. You make that excellent point. So, you know, obviously that's one way that we can empower people, but how can we as people, just everyday people promote confidence and make others feel confident? Well, one thing I'd like to note is that you cannot be responsible for someone else's confidence at the end of the day. You can only do so much to help other people, but it has to come from inside. I don't know. I grew up in a very positive household. I've had great groups of great, great groups of friends around me. I was told I was a great dancer, beautiful, smart, intelligent, all these things growing up, but I didn't feel that way. So that was the issue. Reassuring your friends, being a shoulder to cry on when they're not feeling their best is stuff that you can absolutely help with. But for regular people who don't know each other, I always try to tell at least three people that I see on the street, something I like about them. Your shoes are amazing. Where'd you get them? I love your haircut. What stylist do you see? Or I help the door open for someone. Have a great day. Just things like that. Just, I think kindness and confidence really go hand in hand and we definitely need a lot more kindness in our world. So any way that you can make a positive impact on the people that you see every day, your community, your classroom, anything like that, I think that can help change the mood and sort of build the confidence of everybody in that space. So as a Miss America local delegate, you know, you have the opportunity to go out there and make positive change and make positive impact in the world. And the Miss America organization's mission focuses on empowering women and preparing them to be successful. As somebody who promotes confidence, what has been your favorite part thus far of being a Miss America title holder? I feel like this is, I feel like saying the sisterhood is so cliche. I feel like everyone I talk to, they're like, the sisterhood's so great. But at the end of the day, you walk into a room. And you can feel confident because it's not judgmental. Granted, everything we do in this organization is judged. That's sort of how it works. <laughs> but when you walk into a room full of women who are 
stunning, intelligent, so well-spoken. They are doing so many amazing things. You walk in and you're like, wow, this is a little bit intimidating. But then you come in after a performance or a talent, how'd it go? Oh, I heard you. You sounded great. Oh my gosh, your dress is gorgeous. Wait, let me tuck in your tag before you go out. I don't want you to look bad. There's just so much support around you. And like I said before about just reaching out to random people, these are sometimes we're strangers. We don't even know anybody because we show up day of and have to figure out what's going on. But there's always at least one person in the room, if not every single person in the room who has your back, who wants to see you succeed. And I think that's what's so exciting about it because I think it's hard to find women who can be supportive. I feel like we've all been kind of pitted against each other for so long and social media just makes that worse by comparing each other. What are we doing? What is our lifestyle like? Why isn't mine like that? But it's interesting that once you get into a space where there are so many accomplished people, you can see that the confidence is clearly there because they don't feel the need to tear someone else down. They just want them to rise to their level, go even further than that, because they just want to see everyone else succeed. And I think that's so amazing. You're right, though, because we talk about the sisterhood and how much how important it is to us. And you're also right. It does sound like a big cliche. And I think a lot of people give us a weird look when we say these are my sisters. But it's also one of the truest things about being a part of this organization. That's where the title Sisters in Sustainability came from uh, because of Miranda Moore, who's also a Miss Pennsylvania candidate, uh, because she also talks about sustainability. She talks about sustainability in a different way. But when I met her and just totally fell in love with her, it was this really awesome moment of we're two like-minded people talking about a similar issue, maybe in two different ways, but we're sisters in sustainability. We are sisters in this organization. And, and that's what you are, Kaylee. You're a sister in sustainability. You're a sister in this world. You're a sister in this organization. And so we're really so grateful to have you. And, and I think that you really kind of encapsulate the empowering feeling that comes from that sisterhood. But Kaylee, you said earlier to me that you listen to this podcast, you're a regular listener, so you know what last question is coming for us. And I'm so sad to be ending this interview, but I'm excited to see what you have to say. So if there was one piece of advice that you could give to a young person who wants to change the world, what would it be? Do it. Find something. Find something that you're passionate about, whether it is sustainability, whether it's spreading kindness, empowering young people, find something, find your niche, do the research, make small changes and just go out there and do it. I think one thing about me, I tend to plan too much sometimes and then I don't even get to the task. I'm picking out my gym clothes and then I'm prepping my workout and then I never even make it to the gym because I've just put so much time into the process. So if you want to go on this path, just pick it up from day one and start making that change. Start telling people that you think they're beautiful on the street. Start picking up uh, a plastic water bottle you see on the side of the road and recycling it. Always recycle, by the way, whether your campus has it or not, IUP. Kaylee, thank you so much for joining us. I, I'm so thrilled that we got to have you on today and really excited for everybody to get to hear more about your mission. But for our listeners back at home, you can learn more about Kaylee's mission to put the I in confidence by following her at Miss Allegheny Valley on Instagram. Learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sustainability Starts With You and at the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. Join the hashtag SisPodNation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening.